This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! We are live and we're live on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah. Welcome, welcome to the Halftime Show. With me, your boy Omar Duri, on the only place to be at three. Right, okay, what do we have on the show today? You know what I'm going to do now? I'm, th- this is not just someone that I'm very happy to get on the show because I think for what she stands for, it's quite remarkable that we find so many different avenues to channel balance, to channel mindset, mindfulness, gratefulness. And I think this person here on the show today, when you meet her later on, is very, very cool in that sense, but also has a twist to it. And you know, on the halftime show, we don't just do normal. So Maria, originally from Menorca, Spain, lives in the UAE for more than seven years. She started her journey into wellness and Reiki for self-healing after being diagnosed with a rare self-immune um, symptom. Now, Reiki's not only helped her to recover, but to become a better version of herself and to onboard a life-changing healing journey. Now, through her passion, she also combines that with horses. So those people that love horses, you're on the right show, right here. See, I've never had that before, and I told you I was going to bring it to, to the show. And now, we're going to have her on here later on. So make sure, go get yourself something to drink, go get yourself something... Uh, you know comfortable to be in and spend the next hour with me here on the only place to be at three i'll see you guys right after the break here's some rudimental be the one this is the halftime show with omar adouri oh he loves the fire then what a goal this is the halftime show with omar adouri on pulse 95 nice strike Yes, we are here and we are live. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Duri. Thank you very much for connecting with us today and what a show we have in store for you. Maria um, Stevens or Maria, we have a couple of names for you, Maria. Here. Now, I checked I checked your profile. I checked. I asked you as well. Yeah. Uh, Maria Olero Suni, Sun. Sonier. That's my family name, but you can call me Maria Stevens for my husband. Yeah, <laughs> shout happy. out to your husband. Shout out to Rob as well. Uh, yeah. Marie, you do some amazing things. Thank you, firstly, for visiting us today on the Halftime Well, thank show. you for having me. I was looking forward. I'm a big fan of you and your career that. and your book, of course. Thank Richard. you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Maria, tell us about some of the things that you do. I'm really interested in the Reiki and, and, and the different forms of it that's helped you get there on your journey. What is Reiki, first of all? Alright, so Reiki is an energy healing. Basically, it was founded in Japan by Mikao Sui in the early 20th century, so it's quite new. And it's based on the idea that uh, health comes from the energy flow in our body mm-hmm. through and around us. And that the energy flow affects our physical body. Mm. So then any negative uh, thought that we have will affect the energy flow of our body. And then a positive thought will give us a better health and a better flow. Excellent. Excellent. So it's all about that we are all energy and we are connected to, to everything, to the plants, to, to any animals. So we are all mm-hmm. exactly nature. And basically an, a Reiki practitioner with us is that brings back the the humans to remember that they are energy and that they can actually feel themselves. Yeah. 
And I always say these examples so people understand. Back in the days when humans used to live in the caves, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I told you that before, mm -hmm. um, we had enough time to heal if we would uh, fell down and break our, our ankle or if a woman would give birth, we would have enough time to, to, to heal. But nowadays with the lifestyle that we have, we don't give enough time to our body and mind because also we need to heal from uh, grieving, from a break from uh, when they break your heart yeah. or, or anything emotional so it's all about going back to this essence of the energy and who we are and give us time to really you know help and complement the, the healing process through yeah. a very deep um, way yeah and, and how and how do you reach that stage or how, how do you practice that because from what you're saying you go way back and you go into the foundations and the roots of where it starts from in terms of energy how do you practice that All right, so um, uh, we practice that with the hands, mm -hmm. right? So basically, if you put your hand one on top of the other, you can kind of feel a little heat in between your hands. This is basically energy. Mm -hmm. And then what we do, the Reiki practitioners, we are, we are just a channel between the universal energy or what exactly the life force energy and then the human body. So we kind of allow this body to relax. So the feeling in a Reiki session, I would be passing my hands through your body, yeah. but just a, a little bit above, or I can touch as well, but it, it depends on the on the patient. And then you will feel uh, like a, a big relaxation, a big peace, like if you were doing kind of a relaxation meditation at the same time, but somebody does it for you. Right. And you feel heat on your body. Some people have spasms. Some people have different reactions, yeah. uh, body reactions. And then the the feeling afterwards is of super calm tranquility peace yes. and and well i mean you feel good also yeah and you've had your own journey with it um, exactly. how has it helped you recover well yeah i was one day i just woke up and my life was completely upside down because i had a, a weird autoimmune disease uh, but it was something um, a clinical isolated syndrome so long story short mm -hmm. um It's nothing chronic, so basically I'm, I'm not sick anymore, yeah. but uh, I realized that um, I stopped working in a big part of my life, with, 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 which was my energetic part and the spiritual life. So uh, actually the, how I went back to Reiki, because I had some Reiki uh, experiences when I was younger with friends, because their parents were Reiki practitioners, and it was something very weird back in the days. Um, while I was recovering at home from this illness that I could actually my half uh, half side of my body was numb so I couldn't really uh, walk properly I was very tired um, I mean I had something in my brain so it was a big thing that affected my body and I remember Rob my husband was very sick with a toothache but like a terrible toothache mm. and he couldn't sleep for three days literally he was going crazy with the pain and yeah. and at, the, at one moment I felt that I had to put my hands on his jaw mm -hmm. And that it would help him. And it just came naturally to me. So I literally put my hands on his jaw and he slept. He wow. passed out for like 20 minutes. Okay. And he was snoring. And, you know, like he was away <laughs> for like 20 minutes. When he woke up, he was like, what happened? And I'm like, well, you were healing. Yeah. And then from now on, from from there, then I, I joined on courses. And it was all about healing myself. Amazing. And that's exactly what I did. We have a question here coming in asking from Lara. Do you believe that the full moon moon or new moon really affect our energy and our mood well uh, since we are all connected mm -hmm. right uh, yeah. to the energy um, I think this is very personal yeah 
I, since I was a little kid, I really, really connect with the moon. And I, I always say, like, some people are day people or night people. I always was more like a night people, and the moon was what was I really liked it. I personally feel that my energy levels change on full moon, especially when a specific month. How? But, uh, like, how, how it, it accelerates you a lot. Yeah. You are more excited, and uh, you just you just have more energy. Mm. Um, but this happens to me, so I cannot really say that this is something generic if there is a science behind well there are some people who study this I am not yeah. specialized in that but it affects me if I do rituals and stuff yeah. I do some things because I like trying but uh, it's not something where I am deep uh, in into and yeah. and Rob just sent a message saying I don't snore <laughs> okay we're gonna that's not true <laughs> <laughs> well Rob we've announced it on air um, we're gonna take a quick break uh, we're gonna play a tune for you uh Pharrell Williams and Beyonce and we'll be right back after this enjoy folks here we go this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri oh he loves the fire and what a goal this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95 nice strike oh better than nice wonderful <laughs> It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. If you do miss the shows, don't worry. You can catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, if you like a podcast, or even head over to the YouTube channel and check out Pulse95 Radio. We have some fantastic guests, like Marie, who's on the show today, who get to really shed light and education on what they do and how effective it is to be able to uh, implement that in our daily lifestyle. Right, okay. Now, Reiki, you know, expands more than just humans. And what I really like about what Maria does is she has a connection between Reiki and horses. And earlier, Terry asked a question, which I'm going to shoot to you straight after this one, is what's the connection between Reiki and horses? All right. So I'm going to start from the beginning where I was actually in a flight coming from Spain to Dubai and I had this vision in which I saw myself doing Reiki for a horse so at that time I didn't know if that was possible if this even existed or anything so I started doing a research and I found very little information mainly in the US and and, and, and Germany and uh, and then I realized that it's not something that many people actually develop there is not really a proper methodology so I kind of went back to Dubai and you know when when you start into the I I guess it's a wellness journey but for me it was a healing journey and you go in the right direction so many changes happen in your life and then uh, things start to happen you know positive things so the moment I landed I got a message from a friend telling me there is a rescue place in Abu Dhabi called Right to Rescue by the way so if you love horses and you want to help big shout out to them and to Yasmin who manage it Um, and they need help and I say well economically I cannot help but I would love to talk to that woman so I call her and she opened me her heart and her heart and she said you can come and do Reiki to my horses and I'm like all right I'm gonna do that Mm. (laughs) so I kind of took what I learned from the traditional Reiki method with with humans 
and then whatever I learn online because there are other types of equine uh, therapies such as like um, physiotherapy and then equine uh, bowing technique and other things so I kind of combine all the knowledge and information that I could find mm-hmm. and I started practicing raking on horses so what happened there was like magical right and I'm gonna describe this with one example so you all understand but to answer the question of uh, I don't remember her name but uh, about the chakras yes she said do horses have the same chakras that humans do yeah well so uh, humans we normally work with the seven major chakras mm-hmm. um, but there are some theories that there are other chakras so how I see it for my experience when you do a session there is people who needs energy in different parts of the body right mm-hmm. but yeah there are seven major chakras related to specific emotions and specific parts of the body so for the horses uh, as per my understanding and what my experience I can say that there are minimum of 10 a little bit more but because they are animals that are very very connected to nature so they do have chakras on the hooves they do have chakras in the muzzle and also on the ears so the ears are a big big part of their communication so you can see Mm. what they you know they communicate between them with the with the ears and also you can see if the horse is annoyed or if he's about to do something with the ears Mm. you you did this now if you're watching on youtube what does what does that mean (laughs) well no this is like the ears of the horse, you know? Yeah, no, I know. But, but when it goes backwards, is it something? When it goes forwards, is it something? Well, when they're like these, they're like, what is happening? Yeah. If this is like this, I'm gonna kick you. That's okay. It, you know, but this is like really like seconds. So basically, when you see a horse, and normally if it's like that, and he goes like this with one... Yeah. You see that he's comfortable, but he's looking at what's happening, right? Okay. We don't need. To, we don't need. To, we have to remember that they are actually uh, prey animals, and we are predators. Yes. Right. So yes. they are always, always alert. Um, but going back to the chakras. Yes. So yes, uh, I would say chakras in the ears because it's a big communication part of. of uh, of their communication mm-hmm. yes the muzzle because this is with what they connect to to the earth and mm-hmm. to the grass and when they graze and everything is a kind of meditation for them and then on the hoofs again that's what keep them grounded and, yeah. and it's very important for them it's interesting also because obviously you've had experiences with horses talk to me about some of those experiences yeah. because you, you spend time and, I, and I'm guessing it's intimate time with the horse where yeah. they obviously have to trust you yes how, uh, tell me about some of the experience you've had with horses and how okay. it's been different to humans, for example. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the uh, good one that you will all actually relate and understand. But mainly I want to tell you that I am developing my method because this is something I'm writing down through the experiences and through what I feel and everything. Um, so maybe in the future I can actually, you know, teach people about that. Nice. So let's see. Um, okay, so there was that was in Spain. I had a pony, a competition pony, a jumping competition okay. pony. And then the, I didn't know him. I didn't know the owners it was a mother with the two two girls and so they came to me they say like look we never did any holistic thing but our pony has nothing the veterinarian is saying he is fine but when he goes into the paddock for for training uh, he starts he wants to kick all the horses around and he starts biting other horses so and that's that's all what they say and also they told me that when he was on with the other horses in in uh, well when where they sleep and everything outside in Spain 
um, he's, he's bullied. He's been bullied and he's always behind the bush and they don't let him eat or, or anything. Wow. So I was like, wow, okay. that, that's very interesting. So anyways, I started the sessions with, with him. For yeah. me, what I do is like, of course, they have to trust me. They have to understand what's happening. And as I say, horses are prey animals and they don't trust you the mm. first at uh, the first time. Um, so then the first session for me is more like an introductory session. They have to understand what I'm doing and that I don't want anything from them. I actually want to help them. So there is every horse has uh, its own time and sessions. But mainly there is an average of one to two sessions in which the horse truly opens and is like, okay, I'm all yours, right? In that case, it was the first session he connected a lot, but I had to ask one of the girls to come in with me because I saw that he was super attentive on, on, on one of the girls. So I say, please come in. I, I think he will be more comfortable. So anyways... After the session, uh, so what happens when you do Reiki and you are very much connected, you start having some signals. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say they are visions or they are voices or messages, but there are things that come to you and you know, right? So from, from this pony, I had three messages. So the first one was that the horse was trained when he was uh, a foal with a very hard beat. So basically, you know, they have the hard beats that they make them pain so they can control the horses. Right. And that he was trained very, very hard on the mouth. And then, uh, so I asked the owners when I went out, I'm like, look, I felt that, do you know where is the pony coming from? And then she was like, well, actually, yeah, he's coming from a farm that everybody knows that this guy is very aggressive when they train the horses and everything. And then I was like, okay, so this is one thing that really, really bothers him because it's triggering, you know, memories. Yeah. I mean, this is what I, I believe. Uh, so this was the number one. Number two, I felt that he was feeling completely used. So I, I asked them, what are they, what is the relationship between them and the horse? And then they say, well, we come, we see him, we take him for training and we put him back. So I'm like, okay, he's feeling used because he needs also to spend time with you. You can walk with him around the stables, you can take him to get some fresh uh, grass and... You know, a horse at the end of the day is super grateful. If you are kind to him, if you treat him as a, as a companion, he will be with you until the end, yeah. right? And the connection is massive. So this is the number two, that I told them they should spend more time with him and also try to ride him without saddle and with, uh, with there are there is another halter that doesn't have beat, so trying to to do that and the number three was that I felt that he has a big emptiness inside has like a grief mm. so I asked them is there any horse that was around him that is no longer there or is there somebody who was riding him that is not riding no 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 so I'm like that that thing stay on me but they say no so I start kind of asking around the stable and then the stable owner told me actually there was a pony that was always with him and they were like the best friends and they mm. would eat together and they would rest together and they sold that pony so the pony is not there so there you go now you have a pony that yeah. is feeling grief because they took out his best friend mm. that he's feeling used because they only take him for competi competition and training mm. and that uh, he doesn't like to be uh, ridden with a very hard beat yeah so how do you want your horse to perform properly? Horses have emotions, mm. right? It's it's so interesting that you've you've sent almost a couple of trigger points there f for horses the way that humans have from history, from grievance, from how do you expect them to perform if they're not in the right state of mind? Yes, it's very interesting. We're gonna take a quick break. There's so much more to come back, but I was very very. <laughs> we'll see you right after this. Enjoy, folks. 
This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Abdouri. I'm your host, Coming Everything Sport, international and local. Thank you very much for tuning in. And yes, we're going to get straight into your questions. But before we ask that, I have a question for you. Now, what ended up happening to the pony you were talking about? Well, the owners started doing the changes that, that I was asking them to do. And uh, and they, they truly made it. And it was very hard because the girls started to ride the pony uh, uh, without saddle and with the biteless and everything. And it took them like about two months but then the pony understood that they understood what was happening to him so we, he was extremely grateful and slowly slowly the bond between them was really stronger mm. and then about six to eight months after that I, I was already back in Dubai I was following up with them and they say we went to the first competition biteless and the horse stopped kicking and biting and the best thing was that the horse also stopped being bullied mm. so he was eating there with the rest of the horses and everything so it was a very happy ending mm, very <laughs> nice there's a question coming in for you do you feel like you get a more genuine reaction from a horse because it, it can't talk rather than humans who can express feelings all right so horses don't lie and they don't have to pretend right mm. so they will be with you if they want if they want if they don't want they they will not go and one of the main things i do in my reiki sessions mm -hmm. is that i don't force them to do the session i never tie them i never hold them they are free to come to me or not. So whenever they don't want, they just walk away. However, as a humans, as you know, sometimes we go for a massage and we don't like it quite much where the lady is touching, yeah. but we still, we don't say anything. Mm. Or even if we go for a meditation or for something, sometimes we put ourselves in a moment that we don't, we don't really like it. So definitely horses are more genuine mm. than humans. <laughs> love it, love it. Okay, well, there's, there's something that we mentioned earlier, and actually you've spoken to me about this a while back. And it was horse guided empowerment. Uh -huh. What is that? All right, just because I can't stop learning and I am in a continuous journey uh, and things start to come out, I decided to study a little bit more about horse psychology and about their body and, and everything. And, and that led me to this, uh, this certification that I did. But it turned out that horse guided empowerment is, is actually uh, equine therapy. It's like a type of hypotherapy hypo mm. as well. So basically, it's therapy with horses for people. So I started in that. I am a certified practitioner right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we do with Horse Guided Empowerment, we help people to unlock and to understand their emotions through interaction with horses. Mm -hmm. Because horses, as we are discussing, they are animals of the present, so they feel you at the way you are. As I said, you cannot lie to a horse. You know, if I take you to a session and, and, and I'm asking you, how are you? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm very good. But you are inside, you are very bad. The horse knows that because, mm -hmm. again, as I told you before, if you put your hands next to the other, this what you feel is energy. But horses feel this energy multiplied by thousands and thousands of times mm -hmm. more than us. So now I want you to picture when the horses fly on a flock and they, they move uh, all together or the fishes do the same how they communicate, they communicate with energy. So that's why, because horses understand how we are, they mirror our feelings. And through this mirroring, uh, we as a practitioner are taking you through a journey of activities in which you 
reflect on you and the way you behave mm. through these mirror uh, feelings that that mirror on the horses. So it's super super interesting. Do and they do they detect nerves? Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> so if someone, for example, which would be kind of normal, if you were using horses for to help you with the therapy, but the client or the patient is nervous, how does a, a horse generally react to that? Well, the horse will be very nervous and and they will try you more because one thing is we don't have to forget that horses live in a herd but their nat- their natural habitat is to be born in the countryside and to be on a herd and they all have one leader right, right. so when you're going to ride a horse he needs to accept that you are the leader right so if you are afraid he feels it and he will make sure that you know that he is the leader so that's in in their psychology what was happening basically so if you are really really afraid i recommend you not to ride very interesting <laughs> yeah right. and take time to ground and interact from from that Yeah. Nice. We got some more questions coming in for you here, but what we're going to do we're going to take a quick break and then we'll answer all your questions and tell you where you can follow Maria right after the break and she's also got a very interesting initiative coming up which we will bring up straight after this. Enjoy folks. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time. It's the halftime show, and it's almost full time on the halftime show today on the only place to be at three. The halftime show on Pulse ninety five radio. We've got uh, Maria Stevens in the building. I, I like her her full name. I like the surname, but I can't pronounce it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Once I get that right, I'm going to keep saying it. She can keep Suñer. saying it. Yes, yeah, That's it. <laughs> um, Maria, obviously, we've had some some really good questions coming in, and also I wanted to ask about an initiative that you're doing before I go into those other questions because you have something really cool coming up tell us about it all right so with all these things that i'm going through and doing and everything i've been treating different um people with uh, life-threatening illnesses Mm -hmm. such as cancer and autoimmune diseases so i decided to start a study research in which i need two or three people that they are going through this that they are in a fighting journey and that they believe there is something else that they can complement because we don't have to forget that also Reiki is a complementary therapy uh, to conventional uh, medicine so that they would like to try Reiki as a part of their healing journey mm-hmm. or their fighting process or how you want to call it um, and I would be combining Reiki with uh, sound healing which I do as well and then if they want we can do also some uh, horse guided empowerment session so basically sessions with the horses mm. so if you know anybody or you are listening to it and you're going through that and you believe this is something that resonates with you then yep I would love I would like you to contact me because this is what I'm looking for now yeah. and it has to be people that are open to it and yeah. Yes. Yeah. With an open mind. Exactly. And and suffering from a life-threatening disease as well. Yeah. So where, where can they reach out to you? Where can they follow you? Well, the the best channel where I'm I'm posting everyday uh, content is my Instagram, Heal with Mayu, mm-hmm. and there they can see whatever is happening. I am talking about so many different things. Uh, also, lifestyle, as you know, as you will say in your book, is not only about focusing on one part of your life; it's about everything. So. Correct. Yeah, healthy lifestyle, and then I talk about Reiki, about horses, and and about well, all 
We've, I don't know if I mentioned it, but we are doing also retreats worldwide yes. uh, to focus on on your health yeah. for like four to six days. So we are talking about all of this. Well, I love the fact you you're really making a difference and and not just doing it locally, you're doing it internationally as well. I think that's that's so important. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm, I started this research because in the retreat this summer I had a woman with uh, severe cancer, uh, skin cancer, mm. and the skin cancer was uh, making her legs super swollen so till the point that she couldn't walk properly and she couldn't sleep and the first session Reiki session with her was absolutely amazing because it's not only what she taught me but the way she was feeling yeah. uh, the session was crazy because I could see her body twisting and having a lot of spasms and she was completely gone she was sleeping and when she was telling me that she couldn't sleep right so it was 40 minutes of pure healing from her body because she was actually super open to it but for me what was more fascinating is after the session the swelling swelling in, in her legs was about one centimeter less really yeah so that was like for me was like okay I really really need to do that you know mm. and actually I've been fighting <laughs> in the UAE to get Reiki uh, out there that people believe in it more because it doesn't stick to any belief or religion mm. it is just a therapy right yes. and people sometimes confuse these things but in Europe in Spain and many other places Reiki is actually part of the services that you can have in a hospital in a normal uh, hospital as a complementary therapy mm. so I aim to do that in the UAE fantastic one day. watch this space she's coming I'm telling <laughs> you um, there's something you mentioned earlier very very briefly and I just wanted to ask you quickly before we, we, we wrap up what is it equine therapy well equine therapy is all type of therapy that uh -huh. you you use a horse to to help people to be better so right. in terms of emotionally but also physically so they work a lot with kids with disabilities yeah um, I am not in that part because the methodology I, uh, we use is a bit different to the rest of equine therapy yeah and we we work from the ground we don't ride the horses it's all about interaction from the ground right. and we let them free to choose if they want to be part of the sessions or not but equine therapy there are so many different methodologies in which the horses use as a as a tool to help people improve yeah excellent excellent I, I really really like that okay <laughs> um, right we, ha we had a question earlier and uh, Masoud was asking from India he sent in a question saying how do you reset how do I reset yeah well I traveling is one of my best things to yeah. reset I believe that in every travel you you can reflect about what you've been done and where you are now and you can yeah kind of take a break um, but I love doing Reiki I still do Reiki to myself I mean mm. I believe that you can do Reiki to others but you have to do Reiki to yourself if you are a Reiki practitioner and believer so that really helps me so much and good sleep good food mm. a lot of love so with my husband and friends and yes the whole Stevens family yeah <laughs> the whole Stevens family <laughs> which are very funny by the way <laughs> so yeah that's how I reset yeah. yeah just taking a moment to be with myself I love being with myself and I think this is something that not many people actually know well, why do people find that challenging to be alone in your opinion because they are not ready to work on on what they know they have but mm. they are trying to avoid that what do you think yeah there's there's a there's a slight awkwardness of being still or not being able to move or check your phone mm. or look at technology and i think that when when people do that they almost find that weird yeah. and out of the norm yes. when you normally are alone more than you yeah. see people 
But this is actually something I was listening with Dr. Joy Dispenza, who is yes, amazing. Yes, love him, yeah. And uh, he was saying, when we're in this moment of awkwardness, mm -hmm. this is exactly when we are shifting our, our energy. Yeah into a neutral state of us that allow us to feel something new and yeah. to be closer to ourselves so yeah, yeah that's fantastic for sure. <laughs> and there you have it folks we are reaching full time on the halftime show um one more time your instagram handle heal with mayu yes exactly. how do you spell mayu mayu is m-a-y-u Perfect. Yes. Good. Make sure you follow her and also stay tuned for all her uh, news coming up, especially with, you know, really making a difference out there in society and using her practice to do so. It's going to be fantastic. And like I said, we spoke about this two years ago. <laughs> We've spoken about this now. In two years time again, you'll be taking over the world. I'm telling you. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, the Adan is coming up. But before we head out, remember, you can catch the show every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday, three to four. Or if you miss the, uh, the, the show and you want to head over to the channel, Pulse 95 Radio on YouTube. You can check out all of our episodes. We cover things like mental health, gut health, and how important the brain is on the body with these fantastic guests. That's me. I'm out with Maria. Take care and we'll see you soon. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.